Hello, friends. I'm your host, Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. Here, I'll discuss the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. I want each episode to leave you feeling validated, empowered, and oh so radical. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. In this episode, I am chatting with Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. Hey, Christina. How are you? I'm doing good. So thank you so much for joining. You have an interesting story. You know, it's funny when those stepmoms are like, I would never do this. I would not do this ever. Like if I knew what I was getting into. And here you are, Cynthia, who has been a stepmom before and you chose to jump right back into it. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny. In some ways, I kind of got like a, a do-over with that. No one ever wants to be a stepmom. No one grows up wanting to be a stepmom. And I guess the life chose me twice, um, yeah. and I can't seem to get away from it. Yeah. So let's just dive right in. You had a previous relationship where you were a stepmom to two kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were actually about four months away from getting married, and the relationship fell apart rather quickly due to some infidelity on his part, rocked everything quite a bit and called off the wedding and just um, wasn't sure what was going to happen. Right. You know, stepmoms don't really have any rights to the kids after the relationship with dad ends. Um, and over the, the years we were together, I was pretty much the primary parent between my ex and, and me. I was the one that was taking them up, dropping them off taking them to school, you know, when summer camp came around, figuring out where they were going to go spend summers, um, talking to bio mom and kind of coordinating everything. And so it really took a lot out of me whenever I realized I may never see or speak to these kids ever again. And that was really, really hard to kind of grapple with and, and work through. Yeah. You're not just grieving the relationship ending and, you know, the future that you thought you'd have together, but there's also those kids involved. And I know a lot of stepmoms that are listening are probably hearing you just list off everything that, everything that you're responsible for and, and how committed and involved you were. They're like, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> that's what I do. And then also to think of like, gosh, if I were to end this relationship, it would be, you know, also ending there. And I know that there's a lot of stepmoms that still follow who are no longer in the relationships and, you know, are you know, learning so much after the fact and yeah, losing the relationship with the kids can be the biggest form of loss. So you, there's my first question, I guess, like, did you have that relationship with the kids when, or how was that separation? It was really challenging. And this happened right before COVID. This happened like January 2020, February 2020. And there were some issues in the relationship for a while. It wasn't just a one thing broke the camel's back. And over the years, I had kind of stepped in as kind of the the middle person between my ex-partner and the kid's mom. He traveled quite a bit for work. So I was the one that was always going and handling things. He, for whatever reason, didn't want to communicate with her. She preferred not to communicate with him. And so I just thought being young and naive, this is a job for me. I'm just going to take care of it. It's going to be easier for everyone. It's fine. It's great. I think a lot of people do that. And so over the years, I'd actually become really close to her. 
And I actually consider her one of my closest friends now, oddly enough. And I never, ever would have thought that that would be possible at the very beginning. You even mentioned that she, I think you mentioned this when we chatted earlier that you, she was the first, one of the first people that you told the relationship had ended. Yeah. Yeah. She actually was. So they, their marriage had a very rocky kind of abrupt end to it. And he'd always told me his side and I never really heard about hers. But over the years, as I kind of observed things, I would say, oh, that's a little weird. You know, he would say things I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Or I'm sure that's why she got upset because she could actually be upset about that. And so when things would come up that he claimed would happen in the past and he would do the same things to me, at some point I just was like, okay, I need to like get to the source. I need to figure out like, is this a pattern of behavior? did you have these issues before? And this is just what it's going to be like. And so I swallowed my pride and I reached out to her and I said, Hey, this is what's going on. If the kids talk about it to you because their dad is talking about it. So just so you know, and she said, I thought he grew out of that. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was like, Nope, this stuff, this type of stuff still definitely going on. Um, he's, you know, talking to your son about it. So just so you're aware, we're all on the same page with what's going on in both houses. And so after that, we kind of kept keeping tabs on the situation so we would both know what was going on. And he was working out of state. So we lived in Texas. Um, He was working in South Dakota at the time. And we were about to spend Christmas in South Dakota so we could be with him when he was working. And she had asked me if I could drive my own vehicle up to South Dakota because she was so fearful that if things went south or his behavior was not the best for the kids, she wanted me to take the kids and drive down and like take them from him and meet her like as soon as she could get to me. So we were kind of keeping tabs on things. And you bring up such an interesting perspective that I want to just, you know, be explicit about that. I think a lot of times the ex is upset or frustrated or just, you know, whatever, because they know our partners in a way that we may not necessarily know them. And I mean, bio mom has even said to me multiple times, like, I hope he doesn't treat you the way that he treats me or that he treated me. And, you know, it's hard when we hear, when we hear our partner's side and we are team them. Right. And, you know, as a woman, right? As a woman, you can like X versus us aside as a woman, sometimes we have to kind of stretch that muscle and think, okay, how was it from her perspective? Would I feel similarly? And as you did, you know, like, are these behaviors a pattern? Is he doing the same things? And building that like compassion or understanding for the X's either previous actions or how she's feeling now, right? Where it's, you know, she's still probably going through the healing process of whatever happened between them. And then she's, it's just, it's just a interesting dynamic that I I don't think we talk enough about because of course we're going to be pro our partners. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I was so ride or die. Like I am team you, you know, she's in the wrong. I don't care what it was. I was so blind that I didn't kind of do my own independent assessment of things mm-hmm. and kind of take a step back and not be so kind of biased. Of course, you know, you're going to support your partner, but I think it's important to kind of see the full picture of what you're walking into. 
And, and I did it for a long time. And that was definitely one of my biggest awakenings, I guess you could say. And then whenever me and him split, I told like my best friend at the time. And then I immediately texted her. I said, can you talk? And she called me right away. She's like, what's happening? Like, did you end it? Like, what's going on? Because I didn't know what he was going to say to the kids. And it really mattered to me that they knew that I still cared for them because he would be the type, if I couldn't do something with him and the kids, he would say, let's go kids. Cynthia doesn't want to be part of the family right now. Oh my God. And so there was a lot of kind of manipulation and inappropriate comments made. And my fear was that he was going to say something to the kids that they didn't need to hear mm-hmm. or that he was going to say something that was not true. And so I wanted, it was very important to me that their mother knew what was going on so that she could help manage those emotions that was going to happen mm-hmm. um, and that, that were going to come up. Because at the time that I met his children, his daughter was three and his son was 18 months old. And wow. we were together almost four years. So I kind of kept these kids like that's such a young, influential age. And I knew, you know, we'd spent so much time together. I knew that there was that emotional attachment there. And I didn't want them to have to go through what it was effectively another divorce for them. And I didn't want that for them. So, you know, we communicated very effectively. She helped me pack up the kids' room with their stuff at my house. She and her husband offered to help me move. But once everything kind of settled down and I had moved into my new place and COVID kind of died out a little bit, we live in Texas, so it really wasn't a thing that anyone really recognized at the time. They had me over for dinner. They opened their arms to me and their home to me. They have two children together and he has two children from his previous marriage. And so together there's six kids in that house and it's a fun, hectic, crazy house that to this day, I consider them some of my strongest friends. Anything that goes on, they're always there for me. They always check in to see how I'm doing. They actually ironically were the first people I brought my new partner around as kind of who I was going to have them meet friendship wise first. And You're blowing my mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, looking back, you know, years later, I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy how it all happens. But yeah, yeah, I consider them really great friends. So you still see the kids? Yeah, I still see the kids. I've been to kids' birthday parties. I've been to uh, Christmas events for them. I've been to school events. I've been to sporting events. Do you see him? I don't. I don't have any contact with him. So I actually have been around the kids more than he has. So he stopped seeing the kids once I was no longer in the picture, which is very sad and very heartbreaking. I just hope that if he's got some sort of struggles going on, that he can work through those. And I'm very comforted by the fact that their stepdad is a really great dad. He's very involved in their lives and he takes very good care of them and is very present in a way that their actual dad wasn't able to be. But it is it is very sad to see that. I'm so, comforted that they have a good family. Yeah. And it's so telling, you know, I think I know I'm not the only stepmom who's thought like, if I just stop doing stuff, like, like I tell my husband, you know, in my nasty, when I'm throwing venom, like if we ever broke up, you would be lost. You want to, you know, and it, it it's, it's very telling that when you stopped when you weren't there and, you know, you were juggling all of it and he made a choice and now he doesn't have it. That's really, really unfortunate for the kids, but that's so so interesting. It's really (laughs) strange. I know it's very strange. My new partner has met the kids. It's, it's very, very 
peculiar, but it somehow works for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been very fortunate to still have a little bit of that relationship and to continue to see the kids grow and develop. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, all the animosity that we can have towards the ex aside, I do feel like, and this is what I get, why I get kind of frustrated with these dynamics is that there can be this sisterhood, right? Like I'm all about the girl power and like, supporting one another. And, you know, I want every woman to find their strength and happiness and succeed. I want everyone to be happy, right? Hippy dippy like that. But it's like, there is that sisterhood that you found with her where it's like, we were both impacted by this person and he turned out to be an ass. And now we get to thrive and live our lives independently without him. Right. Like that's pretty rad. (laughs) It's it's really strange, yes. Um, yeah. But it, I'm very thankful for it. I've had such an amazing friendship come out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't. And even... I know she's. I, I know she's right down the road from me. If you ever need anything, I know her or her husband are like right there. I had to like fix something behind my dryer, like to connect the dryer hose, and my arm was too big. She's like, "I'll send a kid. Which one do you want?" Like, <laughs> so uh, you know, it, it's been really great. And, you know, that kind of leads me into kind of my new, I call, I joke that it was called back up from stepmom retirement. My new partner <laughs> has two kids. And unfortunately, I don't have a relationship with those kids' mom, my, my new stepkids' mom. We've kind of stuck to our very separate sides of the road. Um, and there really hasn't been that. And it's, it's unfortunate, but um, that's just kind of how things are at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and is it always, I think, when there's different dynamics like that, it really just comes down to the individual people, right? And 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 where each person is at. I don't I don't think your situation is like weird necessarily. I, I think it's really this is the like the definition of radical, right? Like that is cool. Like that is awesome that that worked out for for you and you you gained a friend out of it and you got the kids. Like you had the best parts of it. The dude can just go suck it. <laughs> you know? Pretty much. I joke. I I really got everything when we split up. It's it's unfortunate, but you know, it's just one of those things that all kind of worked out in my favor. I'm very thankful for that. So so you what was it like when you met your partner, your current partner, and you're like, ah, you have kids? Like so he didn't tell me he had kids until a couple of dates in. So I had no idea. He had asked me why my previous relationship ended. And I was just kind of in the the thick of kind of grieving and emotions and all of that. And I kind of spilled my guts to this man. And he was just like, okay, that's a lot. Are you taking care of yourself? And I'm like, who is this person? Like, he's like, (laughs) he has to be like a life coach or like a shrink or something. And kind of in that moment, I had said, you know, and he had kids and I missed the kids and blah, blah, blah. And so he never told me he had kids until probably our fifth or sixth date. And I had found his profile on Facebook and I was like, Hey, is this you? And he was just like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. And he was trying to be all coy. He's a very private person. And I was concerned because I saw what looked like an old wedding picture. And I thought he was still married. I didn't think, Oh no, maybe he has kids. I thought, is this man still married. Mm. And he wasn't. And he eventually was like, I was married. We got divorced, like very similar situation as you. There was a lot of infidelity. There was not a lot of healthy behaviors. I have two kids. And I was like, 
okay, so you're not married. He's like, no, I'm not married. He's like, are the kids fine? And I was like, the kids are fine. I just wanted <laughs> to make sure you're not someone's husband. Right. You know, that was my priority. And I made it very clear when he told me, like, I do have two kids and we just turned four this year. They're twins. Yeah, it's it's been really fun. I made it very clear is that I don't want to be meeting anybody's kids unless this is the for sure thing. I will not go through that again personally. And I don't want kids to go through that again. So I don't want to meet your kids. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want any interaction with them until you are a hundred percent sure that this is what you want. And that I feel like I'm a hundred percent sure that this is what I want because you've known what I've gone through. I don't want to go through that again. That was a really bad situation. So it, it kind of threw me for a loop a little bit because I was like, I'm never going to deal with kids again. I don't want to get attached to any kids again. I don't want to deal with all the drama and the custody schedules and counting what weekend of the month it is and what, <laughs> what is it an even year, an odd year, you know, what holidays we get. Is so-and-so going to see their kids for their birthday from six to eight? I didn't want to deal with any oh of that. Oh my God, all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to deal with any of that. And I had started law school August of 2019. I just finished. And, Ooh, and congrats, Marty Pan. Thank you. Thank you. And I didn't want to deal with anything. I said, this is, I put law school my first year kind of on the back burner because I had all this stuff going on. I said, this is my time to be selfish, figure out like what I need to do to catch up with law school and just focus on me. I don't want anything to have to depend on me besides pets. That's it. And it just kind of went from there. For a while, he was scared to talk to me about his kids. He's like, I didn't want to upset you. I said, oh, you can talk to me about your kids all day. Like, I just don't want to meet them until we're both ready. So we actually dated for about a year before I met them, wow. which so a is lot that of- something is that something that you did differently from the first time? Oh my gosh. Yes. I think me and him, my ex and I, we were dating for like a month before I met mm-hmm. these kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember it clear as day. I was like 24 years old. I had no idea what kids needed. I was just like, do I need to like get the plugs for the outlets? Um, <laughs> like I've been living alone with my dog and I didn't know like what kids needed. I had no toys. My house was not childproof. And I remember he showed up with his son who was like still in diapers, could barely walk. And his daughter was just like the smallest little thing. And I was like, oh my God, they're here. Like it was just like, plop, here you go, here are two instant kids. And I felt so completely overwhelmed and I was, didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to take care of two kids at the same time. Um, it was totally, totally overwhelming. And I just was like, well, I, he, I asked him, I was like, you sure? And he was like, yeah, I mean, sink or swim, you know, it's a package deal. So we got to figure out really if it's going to work or not. Oh, I hate that term package (laughs) deal. Like, okay. So you didn't meet your current partner's kids for a year. Like you yeah. had time, you had time to actually like date your partner and not parent with them. Yes. Which and it is was so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so wonderful. I'm I'm like you and that my my husband just showed up at my doorstep and I was like, I um do I put my alcohol away? Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what do I need to put away? Like, do I need to like, and I lived in a one bedroom apartment at the time. And so I was like, I don't know where these kids are going to sleep. I guess like the couch, oh, they can't sleep on the couch. Like I, I had no idea Mm. about any of this stuff at the time. Most of my friends were still kind of out partying or they were just newly married. I was the first one kind of to have kids quote unquote in my Mm. group. 
Um, but I got a lot of backlash as you know, cause they're not really my kids. Right. I was just a glorified babysitter. So it was interesting now because this past mother's day, I had almost every one of my girlfriends reach out and tell me happy mother's day. Oh. And I was not expecting that. I never really like felt like I should be celebrated on mother's day because for so long I was told I wasn't a mom. And then I really wasn't a mom. And then now it's like, eh, you're kind of there again. Mm-hmm. But so many of my friends reached out and said, like, oh, happy Mother's Day. You do so much. Happy Mother's Day. I'm like, I let their daddy handle most of it. You know, that was a big lesson I learned mm-hmm. uh, from the first round of step parenting to the second. You know, my partner now is very capable of handling the kids on his own. And if he needs help, he'll usually ask his parents or another family member. And then if I'm able to step in, I step in. But I have a lot of kind of, I don't want to say discretion, but I have a lot of saying, you know, okay, when do you actually need assistance? When are we actually going to do something together as kind of a family? And for the most part, I'm very hands-off because he could take everything and like run with it. He's very capable of handling everything on his own, which is, I think, incredible considering there's two of them Mm -hmm. that are the same age and they run in different directions. (laughs) So it's it's completely different. yeah. completely different. So what was it? What was your, I'm always curious about first meetings. When, what did you do when you first met the kids? How did you decide that it was time? I was so panicked, like so panicked. It was so bad. I was like calling on my friends to like see who would answer. I'm like, what do I wear? And they're like, I don't think the kids are going to say your outfit's ugly. <laughs> and what had happened was he had called me and was like, what are you doing for dinner? And I was like, I'm not going to lie. I just brought like way more food than I need to get at this like restaurant to go because I really wanted pasta. <laughs> and he was like, do you want to come over for dinner? And I was like, oh, you've got the kids. And he was like, yeah, do you want to meet them? And I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? Really? And he was like, I mean, if you're okay with it, like, I'd love for you guys to come over for dinner. It's like, okay, let me just like change and I will head over. And I was so nervous. I went to the grocery store. I got them like a coloring book because I didn't want to like mm-hmm. show up empty handed. I wanted them to like me. So I got this like unicorn coloring book. And of course it has to be identical. Um, I got there and I rang the doorbell and he introduced me as daddy's special friend. Oh gosh. And <laughs> I'm just envisioning, are you familiar with the the movie, The Holiday? I've seen it, but it's been a long okay. time. I watch it every, it's one of my favorite like Christmas movies, but it's with everyone is shouting. Cameron Diaz. Yes. Cameron Diaz. Yeah. There's a lot of people. So there's that, yeah, there's that scene where she like shows up like un- unannounced to his house and she doesn't know that he has kids and he like opens the door and, and like the two little girls, are they both twin girls? They're twin girls. Yes. Twin girls. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they're not twin girls in the movie, but it's just like this, like the pressure of this new woman in their lives. Okay. So I interjected. Now you go. Let's go. So you show up with coloring books. Yeah. And they ran to me and he's like, girls, girls like settled down and they're very high energy. Like, I don't know what they like consume or how they sleep, but somehow like they're like supercharged all day, every day. And they're like, girls, girls, girls. And then his daddy's special friend, Cynthia, and they're like, hi. And they're very different personalities. The older one is very sweet, very calm. As long as she has like her stuffed animal hold, like so she can hold on to, she's totally chill. She, her personality is very much like her dad's in that regard. The younger one, oh my gosh, like she is either going to run like a prison gang or she's going to run a company. 
And I don't know which one at this point. And she like looks at me and she goes, what do you have for me? Oh, okay. And I was like, well, I have a unicorn coloring book. She goes, I like it. Thank you. Come color with me. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess we're going to color. And the other one's like, your hair is so beautiful. I just, I just love it. And I was like, thank you. Like, I'm just going to come here all the time. You know, this is great. But we, we colored, we did some sticker books and we had pizza, of course, because the only thing apparently they eat. We watched a movie. He got them ready for bed. He bathed them, got them ready to bed. And he was just like, I think that went really well. And I was just like, did it? Like, I'm so nervous, but it, it went really well. And then, you know, we sort of started hanging out together a little bit more like as a unit. So they would come swim at my swimming pool the, over the summer. And they loved that. We'd go to like the trampoline park. I'd come over to help them, you know, kind of transition from school time to evening time and come over in the evenings for dinner, bath time, movie night, that sort of thing. Um, and it's kind of gone from there. But it's been really nice because we did have that foundation of it being just us for a little while, which is really rare. And I think a big part of that too, is because we do live apart for the time being, we are purchasing a home that we built in November. So we did kind of have that more dating experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's funny because so many people and myself, I'm, I'm guilty of this included. We have kind of that second wife, second life syndrome mm. where we're like, Oh, he already bought a house with someone else or, oh, he already had a baby with someone else. And it's funny because I used to think that a lot, but he would go to me and be like, how do I handle this blending thing? Like you've done this before, you know more about it than me. Mm -hmm. Or how do I handle this text from the ex? Because you said her personality is very similar to your ex. How do I respond to this? Mm -hmm. And so it's been very interesting that You know, I never thought like, oh, he's going to come to me because I've done this already. I always thought it was like, oh, he's done everything already, you know, whatever. And so whenever there's been conflict or there's, you know, did I handle this correctly? He comes to me to say, you know, did I handle this? You know, you're the outsider ish. Mm -hmm. How do you think I should handle this? So it's, it's been very interesting to kind of see a different kind of be on the other side of it. Yeah. I think that's really important. I mean, I, I know that a lot of us feel that way and I certainly did, especially when I was pregnant and I was like, oh, you've done this before. And you know, you, you know, but when we can find those little things of you know, how we are different and how the experience is different and how we are adding a whole other element to this experience, even if they've experienced it before. And you know, like he may have bought a house before, but has he ever built a house before? Because that's pretty rad that you guys are building a house together. <laughs> Yeah, we're building a, a three-minute drive from the kid's mom's house. So she oh. lives in the same neighborhood. She has no idea yet. So that's, yeah, we, I love the neighborhood. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful neighborhood. And it was the house we wanted. Everything worked out perfectly. But yeah, it's three minutes door to door. So oh, that's wow. going to be really convenient. So, <laughs> that's yeah. super convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. So what, I mean, we talked a little bit about your takeaways and and kind of the differences one of them the large one being kind of how quickly you jumped into everything and and stuff and with the dynamic being so different with the ex what has that been like and is that kind of do you like where that's at do you let me ask, do you talk to your ex's ex so now your friend do you talk to her about that relationship I do actually. And it's, <laughs> it's really funny. So she joked whenever I told her, I was like, oh yeah, he's got kids. She goes, Cynthia. She's like, 
I already have one ex-wife friend. Like she needs to back off. You don't need to know. I am the only. Oh, she was getting territorial. She was getting territorial. And it was kind of, we had like a joke. She was like, oh, let me know if you need references, like happy to give them. (laughs) Um, So me and her had a really like tense dynamic at first. Uh, My partner's ex and my friend, or my ex's ex, I'm sorry. So my friend now, Mm -hmm. I was terrified of this woman for the longest time. And after we just kind of like, saw each other at more events. I remember his daughter had like a kindergarten graduation or something or preschool graduation, like a little play. And she was dressed up as like a bunny and had like a leotard and tights on. And the, my friend came up to me and was like, I forgot to bring her clothes to change into. So if y'all want to go have dinner, she's going to be dressed as a bunny. I'm really sorry. And (laughs) at that moment I was like, okay, she's a normal human. Like the rest of us. Okay. Like she's not this horrible person he makes her out to be. And over the years, we kind of had a really good kind of friendship and kind of casual relationship. And now like we talk all the time and it's, we talk almost every day with my partner's ex. I've only spoken to her briefly a handful of times in the last year that she's known of my existence. He wanted her to meet me one-on-one before I met the kids. She declined that. Mm. Um, She did a very extensive background check on me. Oh, Um, I don't know. I guess she looked up all my former addresses and asked if I had kids with my ex because she found a picture from a long time ago of me with his kids. And he had had some DWI arrest 10, 15 Mm -hmm. years ago. And so she was concerned about that. And so I had to kind of explain that situation. And that was a little bit upsetting. Wow. Um, That feels, I would imagine, very intrusive. It was very intrusive. It was very, very intrusive. And so after that, she said, no, I'm good. Like I trust your judgment. Oh, now that she's done her due diligence. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I, she sent me a very long message through him right before Thanksgiving of last year, just saying like, I appreciate you stepping up and filling in the gaps. I hope we can always have open communication. It seemed very pleasant. It caught me off guard. But then she would follow that up with a demand to my partner about something. Mm. So it was always kind of a sandwich from my mm. mom. It was, mm-hmm. hi, how are you? Hope you're having a good weekend. Poop in the middle. Thanks so much. Let me know. And so it, it was kind of, and that's kind of been the theme with her, that it's been a little very much, it's been very manipulative. They're actually in the process of a custody battle right now that she started. And so we're waiting to hear where that's going to, how that's going to shake out. He has them about 50, 50. So he has the, he has like a, there's like in Texas, there's a standard and then there's a modified and there's like extended, he has like an extended modified. Hmm. So he actually has them about 50% of the time, which is really rare. Rare in Texas. Um, yeah. Very rare in Texas. And I was so used to like my ex's schedule. Like I knew that like the back of my hand. Yeah. And so now I'm like, okay, it took me a long time to adjust to the schedule with, with my new partner. So I, I and then I met her face to face on Christmas because she brought the kids over Christmas Christmas day in the evening. And that was just like, I was so scared. We had just gone with his parents to their, his parents' friend's house for Christmas day lunch. And then we left early because the kids were coming back to the house. And I was so nervous meeting her. And she ran up to me. I was like, oh my gosh, you look so cute. Gave me a hug. And I was like, oh. are you touching me? Oh my God. I'm going to need to like get sterilized. Like, this is really weird. And I was like, oh, hi. She's got my and I was like, I'm not. So <laughs> I feel um, like in those cases, it's like they're trying so hard that they overcompensate and they make it weird. 
It was very weird. I also met her boyfriend at at the same time. They've been together for a little over two and a half years. And we just kind of said, hello, hello, goodbye, goodbye, because she was running late to go to another Christmas event with her family. Since then, it's been kind of in passing, like, hey, girl, how are you? She gave me a couple more hugs and finally was like, I don't hug you. And I kind of put that boundary in place because I thought it was a little bit weird. It's weird. (laughs) It was very weird. And we really don't talk a whole lot. A lot of the times she's not at the house when we go to pick up the kids. She's not the one doing the exchanges herself. So she usually has like a family member or some friends that are watching the kids because her work schedule kind of changes quite a bit from time to time. I've been thankful that I haven't had to interact quite a bit because it would trigger me quite a bit. I'd always get very anxious and very nervous Mm -hmm. going into the exchange days or just kind of knowing at the back of my mind, oh, another text message is coming to him. And I never, I don't text her. All that communication they handle. Mm-hmm. He made that very clear. He's like, you're here to support me. He's like, I don't want you in the middle. Like you have enough stuff going on. Which like, is let, really let different with from her. your previous relationship. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for that because a lot of her mannerisms and how she talks is very similar to my ex. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of why it was triggering to me yeah. for so long. But yeah, I mean, she, it's pretty much, it's very much, I would have, I would have been say parallel parenting. It's completely just kind of opposite sides of the highway, if you could imagine. And that's pretty much how it's, it's been for the last year and a half. It's, they had a schedule, they never followed it. She wanted to change it. He said, that doesn't work for me. She said, I have no other option. She goes, let's follow the decree. He said, okay, that works for me. And it didn't work for her. So there's a custody case now about it. So yeah, yeah, it's been really fun. Wow. So you said something and I was like, what? So, so you guys are, you know, you're kind of passing each other and not really having to see each other. And now you're going to be living three minutes away from each other. So good luck with that girlfriend. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So with your relationship with the girls now, do you have to deal with any, you know, what am I trying to say? Any of the issues that the mom puts on the kids? Do you have to deal with that? You're not my mom. Do you have to, what's, what's that been, been like? So it's actually been really good. I think in most cases, my ex's kids would sometimes hold that you're not my mom or not my dad. You're not my parent. I don't have to listen to you. The girls don't do that. Mm -hmm. So they might like, if they get upset, we tell them, no, they might say, well, I want my mom or my mom lets me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I get it, but your mom's not here. You have mm-hmm. different rules here than at mommy's, you know, you can go back to mommy's and two or three more sleeps. And so they don't really do that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very thankful in that regard. I think it also helps too, that mom had boyfriend around mm-hmm. since before the divorce was finalized. Okay. So mom had boyfriend or someone else kind of in the picture uh, since they were very little and they were, I believe about two years old when the divorce was granted. Mm. So they were very, very little. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they've also been around a lot of other family members and friends. And so I think they've kind of been acclimated a little bit to listening to other adults in their life. Um, That's it has been very helpful. I will say one thing that I really noticed that I shared with my partner a couple of weeks ago is I don't feel like I'm in as much kind of survival mode because I'm not feeling like, oh, I have to work. I have to do law school. I have to take care of these kids. I have to do all of these things. I feel like a lot of that weight is no longer on my shoulders. 
And so I feel like, and I have done quite a bit of therapy since that relationship that I feel like I'm more present for these kids than I was before. Mm. So a great example would be with my ex's kids, if they wanted to play with toys, I know that sounds terrible. I could not be bothered. I was not the person who'd get on the floor and play Legos or race Mm -hmm. cars or dress up Barbies. I have wanted nothing to do with that. I couldn't be kind of that fun, playful type person. Mm -hmm. The other day I caught myself kind of just like running around with the kids and laughing and playing. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like completely different. And I don't know how much of that is just me being more in the moment or me being not feeling like I'm in survival mode and I can Mm -hmm. kind of relax and be more playful and fun and present Mm -hmm. or how much of that is just having gone through two years of very intensive therapy to get to this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably all of that, all of the above. (laughs) Yeah. I will say too, I've also kind of felt like I'm more aware of how I speak to the kids. So I try and speak very respectfully. I mean, they're four, you know, but I I don't try and lose my temper as much or try not to lose my temper as much as I did with my ex's kids. And I try to be a lot more aware of how I'm speaking to them and what I'm doing compared to how I was last time. And I, I, I remember the last time my ex's kids were with me, I was mad because they forgot to tell me they needed lunch for school the next day. And I remember I was so mad. I was throwing stuff in the bag and making a bunch of noise because we're going to be late. And that was the last time like I saw them as like their Mm -hmm. stepmom. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so terrible. If I'd known that was the last time I would have been different. And so I've always kept that and being like, okay, like you don't know what can happen. Just, you know, be as present and calm and, you know, nurturing as you can. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I think there's a lot there that you're describing. I think the biggest concept that is in my head right now is emotional labor in that when you were with your ex, you were responsible for a lot of things. You were responding like many moms do when they feel overwhelmed and overworked and underappreciated and feeling like you have all of this. So when your stepkids are like, Hey, I have this and it's adding another thing onto your plate. And you're immediately like, why am I the only one that has to do this? Or I shouldn't be doing this right now. Or, you know, I'm resentful of, you know, whatever, right? Like those emotions may not be necessarily directed at the kids, but it's, it's interpreted that way. Right. Like, it's just, there's a, there was a lot that you were carrying and that's what happens. Right. And that's when like, we talk about mom being mom mad or being overwhelmed and overstimulated and stuff. It's not because the mom is mean or, or mad or angry or, you know, it's, it's not, it's that they are needing freaking support. They need support. (laughs) Yeah. In your current relationship, you have that support, you have that appreciation, you have that option to step in when you want to on your terms. And you know that your partner is fully capable of parenting his kids. And so you aren't overwhelmed with all those things and you can be more intentional and you can be more. And that's that, that those two dynamics right now that you're expressing is what I mean when I'm talking to stepmoms one-on-one and I say to try and develop an atmosphere in within your blended family where you're not necessarily always parenting, because if you're parenting too much, you don't have the ability to connect. And that's what you're able to do with your stepdaughters, right? Where you can you can get on the floor and be weird and be silly and act like you're four years old. And that's that's great, right? Like you're like, 
tapping into a, a, a different part of you, which allows you to, you know, develop more into your relationship with the kids. Like when our partners get mad at us, cause we can't do that. It's like, well, what are you doing to facilitate it? Right. Yeah. And I will say too, selfishly, I love it because the girls don't get mad at me. You know, if dad <laughs> yells at them or they're their grandparents and they get yelled at there, like we want Cynthia. And so they'll come crawling to Cynthia. And I'm like, <laughs> everyone loves me. He's like, yeah, because you don't put your foot down. You know, I'm the bad guy. And I'm like, that was your parenting. Okay. But it, it's it's been night and day, really. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I just kind of reflect back on all the lessons I've learned and kind of the situations that I've been in and that the personalities I've had to deal with over the years from the past. And I'm like, okay, so we're in the same story, but everyone's playing a slightly different role this time. Mm -hmm. This is how it's going to play out. And sure enough, sometimes, unfortunately, that's how it tends to play out. But I'm very, very fortunate that I do have a very supportive partner that if I ever, you know, if we ever are with the girls and I do get overwhelmed, he usually tends to realize I'm overwhelmed before I realize it. And he's just like, Hey, why don't you just go upstairs for a little bit? You know, just take a breath, you know, get some water. I've got this, like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Which is a totally different approach than some partners who are, who, you know, like you experienced with your first, right. Where it's like, you know, like, Oh, you don't want to be part of the family if you, and it's like, that's not what this is about. (laughs) I promise I do. I just need to do a test. I'm human. Right. Yeah. 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 And likewise, you know, if he ever, like he very rarely gets overwhelmed and so he's like, I need to go to the store. I'm like, we just went, I need to go to the store. Okay. Go. So it's, it's a much more healthier dynamic and it's much more, I, I think we're both a lot less stressed Mm-hmm. because we are so much in tune with, okay, what do you need? Like let's divide and conquer instead of it all going and falling on one person or the other person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's I'm, I'm so happy that you found your happy family. <laughs> I mean, I never thought I'd be in this situation again, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I think like, you, I think, it. I think that's such a hopeful, like comforting concept, right? Like, yeah, I mean, ending relationship is always hard, but man, if it's what has to happen so you can move forward and find what is meant for you and someone that does appreciate you, and even if that involves, yeah, becoming a stepmom again, it can be a different dynamic. It can be, it can be different. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, go to therapy, work out those issues, get the support. I'm huge on boundaries. Yeah, um, you know, no hugging. <laughs> Like, I'm not a hugger, stop hugging me. But, uh, you know, go through that and do the work and, you know, be comfortable saying no, you know, and that goes to all sorts of relationships, you know, romantic, friends, professional, you know, it, I worked really hard to get my mental peace back and I don't really want to have that taken away from me again. So, and it it's paid off in dividends. So it, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So any, I mean, you kind of just gave a little, little wisdom nugget. Um, any final thoughts before we, before we wrap up? I, I try and take like mental snapshots of things. So whenever the kids are acting silly, I try and take a mental snapshot because I, I do know how fast it goes. And, you know, I, I know that sometimes the days are really long, but the months and the years are really short. <laughs> and you know, just because something's bad right now, it, it might be bad just for a season or two, but it might get better. And I think, you know, it's really important to take care of yourself so that you can show up for other people and to fill your cup up first and to encourage, you know, your partners and your loved ones to do the same thing. 
Yeah. I think that's super important. And at the end of the day, you know, if you've got littles involved, you know, you're modeling that behavior for them. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's super important for them to know that it, it's okay to take some time for themselves and to, to calm down and to be able to express their emotions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Preach. <laughs> well, Cynthia, thank you so much for, for sharing your story. I think that there's a lot of things that we can take away from from both of your experiences. So good luck on, on the new house and wherever your family takes you. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. As always, be well and stay radical. All right, ladies, the episode is over, but do you want a little more? Come find me on Instagram and join the community at Radical Stepmoms Podcast or schedule a one-on-one session and get that personalized support or become a Radical member and gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes and merch. Radical Stepmoms is so much bigger than a podcast. Check out the details and the notes on this episode.